grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Bob Smith was just as boring as his name. He's not about changing his name, changing his name to Robert. Just got a little flavor to it, but he's always been called Bob. Even his mom called him Bob. She never called him Robert or Rob. And she certainly never called him Bobby or Robbie. So he stuck with Bob. Because besides, you know, changing your name is just a little too much excitement for Bob. Bob dressed like his name. He always wore brown shoes, brown socks, khaki pants, and a white button-down dress shirt. Sometimes when he felt that he needed to make a statement and dress up, Bob would wear a tie. Most days, Bob did not wear a tie because Bob really felt the need to make a statement. It's not that Bob didn't talk that much. Quite the opposite, actually. Bob talked all day long. He was a telemarketer. He sort of stumbled into the job during college. He needed some money. He saw the ad at school. He was hired along with quite a few other people, but they were all gone now. Bob was the only one who stayed working at the call center. Most people quickly grew discouraged from the job. It's not easy calling people up and getting rejected every day. Some people even yelled at him. But it really didn't bother Bob all that much. He was fairly used to rejection. Rejection began with picking teams at recess in elementary school, and rejection continued in high school for a couple denied requests for dates to dances. Getting rejected by people who didn't know at all was really not that hard for Bob. It's not that he liked his job. He didn't like it at all. It's just that he didn't hate it enough to look for a new job. And of course, looking for a new job would require change, and, well, you know all about Bob and change. And that's what he liked about his job. It was predictable. He showed up to work at the same time every day. He read his script over the phone. He had lunch at the same time. He packed the same food for lunch every day. He had a bread jelly sandwich with an apple, raisins, and a cookie. He made some more calls after lunch, and then he went home. At home, Bob would eat a TV dinner, watch some TV, and go to bed. It wasn't exciting. It was predictable and easy and safe, just like Bob. Bob liked going to church. His parents had taken him to church ever since he was little, and Bob continued the tradition. But since he was a little uncomfortable around people, he would get to church just a little late and sneak in the back. He would often leave a little early, so he didn't have to actually talk to anyone. But he really didn't like going to church, except when they sang a new song, because, well, Bob didn't like to do But one Sunday, pastor preached the parable of the sower and the seed. The meaning of the parable is fairly simple. Jesus compares sharing the good news of life and salvation and hope to a farmer growing seed. Most of the time, the seed does not grow in crop. But sometimes it does. Sometimes the word of God falls on good soil, and God makes it grow in a person's life. The pastor concluded the sermon by encouraging the congregation to share the good news about Jesus with their family and friends. He asked people to be bold in their witness to the Lord. He prayed with the congregation to be able to articulate the reason for their faith and love of Jesus. 
Bob left the service even earlier than he normally did. It made him uncomfortable. Bob, probably that, did not like feeling uncomfortable. He couldn't put his finger on why the sermon made him uncomfortable, but it just did. He went home and tried to distract himself. He went for a walk. But he still didn't feel right. He put on a movie, but his mind kept running back to the sermon. Finally, he just gave up on bed. As Bob was lying in bed, tossing and turning, trying to fall asleep, finally hit him. He knew why the sermon made him uncomfortable. It wasn't because he disagreed with the message. It wasn't that Bob didn't believe in Jesus. It was the exact opposite, actually. Bob really loved Jesus. Bob knew that Jesus was the most important person in his life. And that he really wanted to share the best news of his life with other people. He just didn't know how. And anyway, he would listen. No one listened to him. He was a telemarketer. He called people so they could hang up on him. That night, Bob had a dream. He dreamt that he saw Jesus. Only Jesus was wearing a robe like you usually picture Jesus. Jesus was wearing khaki pants and a white button down dress shirt. Jesus said to Bob, You have been my witness. You will be my witness. And the image of the dream shifted. And Bob saw images from the past week. He saw himself listening to his friend Sharon at work, whose mom was really sick. Bob saw himself telling Sharon that he would pray for her mom. The scene shifted again, and Bob saw himself in the lunchroom praying before he ate his lunch, and seeing a coworker watching him while he prayed. Again, the scene shifted, and Bob was back in his cubicle talking with Martin. The next people rolled down. They were talking about their weekend plans. And Bob was listening to all of Mark's plans in great detail. And finally, Mark asked Bob what his plans were for the weekend. And Bob said, Oh, I'll be going to church. The cubicle image faded out in the dream. And again, he saw Jesus wearing khaki pants and white button down dress shirt. Again, Jesus said, You have been my witness, and you will be my witness. Bob will come. Remember this dream. Not just bits and pieces of it, but we usually remember dreams. Bob remembered the whole thing. It was easy to remember because most of it was playing out the scenes from his life in the past week. Bob remembered all of it. And there was a Bible on the bedstand next to Bob, and he picked it up and he recalled those words from the gospel. Jesus said, a farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he scattered his seed, some fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. And some fell in rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. And still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop. 160 or three times with the sun. Whoever has ears, let them hear. 
the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Why do you speak to people in parables? He replied, Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken away from them. And that's why I speak to them in parables. But blessed are your eyes, because they see it. And your ears, because they hear. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you hear, long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Jesus continues. This invent what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy, but since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil referred to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces the crop, yielding 160 or 30 times of the sun. Prophet put the Bible down. God, I bet you took a shot. You got trust the word. He put on his brown shoes his brown socks, his khaki pants, and his white button-down dress shirt. But today, he put on a top. A red top. Because today, he had a statement. Today, he had a purpose. He always did have a purpose. And he always was making statements. He always was, as Jesus told him, a witness. He will be a witness. But for the first time, he finally knew it. He went to work. <coughs> My friends, church, you have been. You are. You will be. A witness to love God in this world. Name of Christ has been placed upon you in your baptism. And you are sent out. And if you're here investigating and just checking out who Jesus is, and you'd like to know more, let's kind of stick around that for a while. We'll be up here we can talk. Friends, there's no world done without Jesus. Time to get to work. And praise God.